Happy Monday, friends. It's Cordelia on the We Heal Together podcast. This is part two of the two-part series I am doing on apologies. If you missed last week, definitely go check it out. In that episode, I got into the overview of what makes up an apology, what is an apology, And then I went through about 20 different examples of just bad apologies. (laughs) So this episode, I'm getting into 20 different tips on improving your apology skills and becoming a pro at apologies. So let's get healing. Apologies. Totally getting into this. If you are new to the podcast or if you forgot, be sure to check out the show notes for all citations for where I get all the information, as well as information about me and my Instagram, my workbook, things like that. This week's episode. I am picking up where we left off last week, and I'm going to give you 20 great tips to improve your apology. If you like this topic, I know I said this last week, and I'm always, frankly, preaching about this book to whoever will listen to me. Such an amazing book. It is called Why Won't You Apologize? Healing Big Betrayals and Everyday Hurts by Harriet Lerner, PhD. Do yourself a favor, buy that book if you take anything away from today's episode and you want to keep learning. I linked the book in the show notes as well. She's not paying me to say this. No clue who I am. It's just one of my favorite books, okay? So let's get right into it. 20 tips on how to improve your apology so you can become better at apologizing. You can show up better when you are needing to apologize to somebody that you've wronged or hurt in some way and to make you a better human and a better friend, a better partner, a better coworker, a better employee, a better boss, a better parent, Anyone can benefit from improving this skill, which is how to appropriately apologize to somebody. So number one, this is such a huge tip. Remember that the conversation where you apologize is not the only time that you're ever allowed to talk about this. In Harriet Lerner's book that I referenced, she says, and I quote, an apology isn't the only chance you ever get to address the underlying issue. 
The apology is the chance you get to establish the ground for future communication. This is an important and often overlooked distinction. Tip number two, only apologize if you mean it. That might seem, you know, like information that you may be sitting there thinking, duh, why is that a tip? But it's important. Only apologize if you mean it. Oftentimes, I wonder if people are struggling with apologizing because they're not actually sorry and they don't mean it. Something to consider. Number three, say it one time. There tends to be, and I used to be so guilty at this. Honestly, this is something that I'm, I am actively trying to be conscious of. If you apologize correctly, if you say it sorry, if you say you're sorry one time and you mean it, you need to just leave it at that. If you're repeating it over and over and over again, that's really not coming from a place where you are apologizing to the hurt party. You are, at that point, you're likely feeling guilty and wanting them to forgive you or you're trying to speed up the process. Apologize one time. I know that when I used to frequently do this like in past relationships where I would apologize a bunch, it was really coming from a place where I was insecure and, you know, I was wanting, honestly, I was being emotionally immature as well. Because just because I said I was sorry to somebody doesn't mean, oops, snap my fingers and it's all fixed. Like, you've got to give other people time to process. You've got to give them time to kind of sit with your apology. So say it once and then let your follow through and let your actions speak for you the rest of the way. Number four. Keep it short. I'm going to quote Harriet Lerner again. She says, the best apologies are short. They don't go on to include explanations that run the risk of undoing them. Ooh, that's, that is key. That's so key. When we ramble on and on and on, I mean, that is, that does run the risk of undoing because... You know, that, that's when you're most likely to kind of veer off course and include all of those phrases or words that we covered in the last episode that undermine the apology and undo the apology itself. Number five, don't use an, the apology as a device to shut somebody else up. So this really goes along with only apologize if you mean it, but really pause and think about why am I apologizing? Am I using this as a device to kind of end an argument? What are my intentions here? I'm not asking you to say this out loud to the other person. I'm asking you 
to use this as a tip because you should never give apologies that actually have this hidden agenda behind them and they're meant to just shut somebody else up. Okay, I cheated on you and I said I was sorry. Why are we still talking about it? That's not an apology. Think about your intentions before you even open your mouth to give an apology. Number six, don't overdo the apology or make it over the top. So Harriet Lerner again says, a true apology does not overdo. It stays focused on acknowledging the feelings of the hurt party without overshadowing them with your own pain or remorse. Keep it simple. Don't overdo. Don't go over the top. Number seven, watch your body language. So an apology is more than just the words we're saying. Any conversation with somebody else is more than just the words we're saying. It's about the tone of your voice. It's about your body language. Really give some thought into that. You know, you don't want to look disinterested. You don't want to sound like, oh gosh, here we go, apologizing again. You want to be sincere. You want to be giving your full attention. And you want your tone and your body language to reflect that. Number eight, start off with I'm sorry or I apologize. That might seem really obvious to some people, but I promise that it's not to many. Say the words, I'm sorry, I apologize. Number nine, spell out the mistake. I didn't call when I said that I would. I apologize for X. I'm sorry. I said really mean things to you last night. Be explicit. Number 10, be sincere and be authentic. This isn't something that's scripted. You can't just Google something and repeat something from the internet that you find. It needs to be authentic and it needs to be directly on point to the situation and it needs to be your words. And only you know the person you're apologizing to. So you need to think of what fits here, what have you done, and be yourself and be sincere. People can tell when you're not being sincere. Number 11, don't make excuses. Harriet Lerner, in her book, she talks a lot about not offering explanations or excuses or criticism to this other person that you're apologizing to. Again, there's other conversations down the road. There's other opportunities for you to talk about this. But if you're actually apologizing It's not the time to provide excuses and explanations. Number 12, own your impact. So again, you're taking full responsibility without qualifications 
and you're not minimizing it. You're owning your impact of how you directly impacted the other person. You're acknowledging it and you're not going to diminish or take away from the other person's experience or feelings. Number 13, say what you should have done. That shows that you spent time thinking about it and that's meaningful. For example, in the the one that I went over earlier with, hey, I didn't call you when I said I was going to call you. Something you could say is, I'm sorry, I didn't call you when I said I was going to call you. That wasn't cool. That wasn't okay. And I am so sorry for how my behavior and my actions hurt you. There's a lot of different things I could have done here. I could have sent you a text and let you know something came up. And I could have simply taken a few minutes to call you to follow through with my word. And I need to be really mindful that I'm not saying things that I can't follow through on. Number 14, listen to the other person. If you're apologizing to somebody, don't get so wrapped up in, I got to get what I'm saying out. No, I, I have this whole thing that I rehearsed in front of my mirror for 20 minutes. And gosh, now this other person just keeps interrupting me. Well, remember that the apology is you owning up to what you did to wrong this other person. At the end of the day, it might be more important for that other person to speak up on how they feel and have you listen to them. So if that's the direction the apology is going, like you've said sorry and then you know, you're going on to your second sentence or your third sentence and the other person chimes in. Remember to listen because this relationship that you have with the other person is the whole reason that you're apologizing. This person is clearly important to you and it would be best if you open your ears and listen to them. Number 15 Don't demand forgiveness. I know that I gave this in an example last week of what not to do. And that is saying, can you forgive me? Can you just forgive me? That applies here. Some people disagree with me about this. But I personally Don't think that it's appropriate in the conversation that you are having with this other person where you are apologizing for your actions to say, hey, can you forgive me? It kind of, to me, it feels like you're making it all about yourself. I mean, that person doesn't owe you forgiveness. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Nobody has to forgive you. And... You just apologize to them. They probably need some time to think about it. So if it's me, I would personally not include this. 
I would not ask somebody, hey, do you forgive me? Because I, I personally think that it takes away from the apology. 16, keep your focus on you and not the other person, not their response, not their actions. So, you know, in the examples of non-apologies that I went through, things where, oh, I'm sorry you felt hurt, that's not an apology that focuses on them. Again, we are owning our behavior in a true apology, and we are apologizing for our behavior. Number 17, don't get caught up on who started it or who's to blame. Yeah, I mean, deep down, you might be thinking, hey, I'm only partially at fault here. Or, gosh, this other person was doing all this other stuff first. That's not the point of an apology. And if they want to apologize for their portion at some point in time, that's a conversation for them. We cannot control other people. But what is important is you can still, regardless of what this other person has done, you can still reflect on a situation and think, man, I'm really sorry I'm for doing X, Y, and Z. I need to apologize. And then owning your part in it. So when you're giving an apology, don't get caught up on all the other stuff because the focus is on you. 18. State your future plans to make amends. So in my example earlier about the phone call, again, I, thought I included in that example saying, hey, in the future, I'm not going to make promises I can't follow through on. I'm not going to say I'm, I'm going to call you if I'm not for sure that I can do that. Or if I do in some crazy situation comes up, I'm going to be sure that I at least send a text message and I'm mindful of what's going on with you. And that's stating a future plan. I liked in Harriet Lerner's book, she gave an example of a sister who is complaining like, hey, the last few times that we went to dinner, I paid for it. And so in an apology where you're Apologizing to that person, to your sister who feels taken advantage of. An example of, you know, future plans, Harriet Lerner says, is saying, hey, I'm planning to pay for the next two dinners that we go out on. So showing that, hey, I've thought about it and here, here's some plans going forward. Number 19, do your best not to repeat the behavior. I mean, that is just backing up your word. So if you go in and you have this whole mature apology, you've listened to the podcast and you're like, yes, I've done everything Cordelia told me to do. And then you just go back to doing the same stuff. Dude, that's not an apology. You're manipulating if that's what's going on. Because if you're putting all this thought into it, you're making plans for the future, you're promising this person, like, hey, this is what I'm going to do, changing my behavior, 
It's nothing if it's not backed up by something. So be sure to follow through and make a very conscious effort not to repeat the behavior. And to at least put in sincere, true effort into making sure this doesn't happen again. Number 20, don't expect things to go back to normal immediately. You guys, this takes time. And everything is different. You might be apologizing for something small and that might not take much time. You might be able to get back on track pretty quick. You might be apologizing for something really big and then that's going to take more time. So saying you're sorry, having this conversation doesn't mean that you're absolved. And I think it's important to really be able to step up and say, hey, I totally understand if you need some time to process everything. And I know it'll take time for you to see a change or that I'm really changing or that I'm really making an effort here. So give them time to actually process what you've apologized for. I included one little bonus tip. And again, Harriet Lerner talks about this in her book as well. And this isn't related to giving an apology. This is related to receiving an apology. So this is my bonus tip that we're ending on today. She says, when somebody apologizes to you, say thank you. Instead of something like, oh, it's fine. No worries. And she's, in her example, she said, like, thank you for the apology. You know, I appreciate that it's really hard for people to say that. And that is something that I've been practicing the last like four or five months since I read the book. And it is, it's such a huge thing because there's something about human nature where we all tend to be like, no, don't worry about it. You know, when somebody does say sorry. And I think it is such a cool transition to instead of minimizing it and trying to act like you weren't hurt in the first place or whatever the case, just sitting with that person and hearing them out when they do apologize and saying thank you. Thank you. That's all you got to say. All right, guys, I so appreciate you listening. If you liked the content, be sure to follow me on Instagram. My page is at Codependent Recovery. Also, if you didn't know, I published a workbook, 98 pages. It's available worldwide in print or ebook. Let's Heal Together, the breakup edition. For people going through breakup or divorce, check the show notes for both my Instagram page and the workbook info as well. I also launched an initiative, two initiatives that are building the community as my podcast and page continue to grow. One is Zoom Community Hangs. They happen once a month. I am in those as well. We did one in October, November. The one in December has not happened yet. It's been really awesome and I've loved those. And then I also launched the Zoom Book Club. So that happens once a month. We read one book a month and then we have a Zoom meeting, a Zoom hang, and we hang out and we talk about the book. In November, we did 
Harriet Lerner's Dance of Anger. December, we have, we're doing, it's actually December 8th. Um, and that was Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. January has not happened yet. So if you want to join, be sure to join. And that's Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. If you want to join any of those community stuff, be sure to check out the show notes. Awesome. Well, I so appreciate you guys. You are awesome. And I hope you have the most amazing week. And I will see you next Monday because a new podcast drops every single Monday. (laughs) Bye, friends.